Uh, hey, this is uh, the ad-free episodes that come out about a week early uh, for $5 and up patrons. And I'd love it if you're in a position to do so. You'd think about uh, going from a $1 patron to a $5 patron. Only if you're in a position to do so and you feel like Sleep With Me brings you $5 of value every month. Uh, just ask that you think about it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a feature that comes out uh, every Monday. No, every Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, and free episodes uh, about a week early. Thanks, patrons. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary and all my patron peeps, uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, a podcast that you enable you to put you and other people to sleep. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts uh, coming up, things on your mind, uh, memories of the past, or concerns, you know, things of the future stuff. Uh, it could be physical sensations, you know, something you're feeling in your body. It could be something emotionally you're experiencing. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And the way I'm going to do it, yes, I have a nice uh, safe place here. It's a, it's a, set, it's a setting for you in, in, in many, kind of like a place setting, but a seat lace, like a all set, a safe place setting. It kind of, uh, maybe we'll come back to that. Um. You know, it's been, it's probably been two or three years since I talked about, uh, what are those things called that you get at a place setting when you're a kid? Placemat. Uh, so maybe we'll come back to that. Uh, but I'm going to try to make a safe place where you could set aside all the stuff that's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm not going to make a lot of sense, and when I do, it'll probably be full of nonsense, uh, but well-intentioned nonsense, all uh, to make it easier uh, for you to get go to bed, uh, to make best bedtime the best time, I guess uh, that was accidental, but uh, to make it less rigorous uh, or less like rigmarole. Uh is that a kind of pasta? Is there a pasta rigmarole? They say, hey, what'd you bring, lasagna or stuffed shells? Uh, no, I brought some rigmaroles. Oh, I thought you were bringing uh, baked rigmarole. No, I got some rigmaroles and uh, garlic butter ones, of course. And then, yeah, rigmarole. I'm actually in the middle of a podcast intro, though, so I can't explain the dishes. Also, I didn't make them. They're imaginary. The Imaginary Potluck, that's another book. Put, put it in the list. Put it in the queue. 4047. The Imaginary Potluck. Uh, every potluck I've gone to, uh, it's been the dish I brought most of the time. Uh, so you see, well, these are Puff the Magic Dragon Puffs. Of course you can't see them. Uh, they live in Honolulu under the sea or wherever it is, wherever Puff the Magic Dragon lives. Anyway, if you're new, let me get you settled here. A couple of things to note. This podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so if you're new, give it a few tries. Honestly, it's it's free and it's here to help, but it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. So give it a few tries. Maybe the first time you might try to figure it out or try to listen to me and see, is he making any sense? And then you'll realize... No, I'm the kind of person that bakes rigmarole, and not to say, well, this is a big moment in the history of rigmaroles. Uh, no, I just I was running late, and I said, hmm, what's in this, uh, what are these biscuits in this tube in the fridge? No, rigmaroles, we'll put them in there. Uh, so the podcast won't make a whole lot of sense. You, you, eventually, you might kind of, kind of passively consume it, or actively consume it. You can listen, it's going to take your mind off stuff, it's just not going to over-engage you. Or be entirely sensible. Uh, so, but it's here to help. It's here. To, I'm here to be your friend in the deep dark night. Uh, structurally, what to expect? The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going. Uh, then there's an intro. The intros are about twelve minutes uh, of. Uh, it's a show within a show. 
Uh, so if you're new, see how it goes. A lot of people who listen to it as part of their wind-down routine. Uh, some listeners uh, fall asleep during the intro. Uh, a few listeners skip it. Like, I'm hearing from more and more people that might listen during the day for a little break. Uh, but the intro is kind of part of the show and uh, also an example of the show. And then in some sense, uh, a show within a show. Like a little bit like a monologue. Except even on TV monologues, they don't usually run 12 minutes, and usually they're, they're, they're you know, they're they're taught. Uh, so that's the intro. Then there's going to be uh, some business between the intro and the story. Then tonight will be story. It'll be our uh, season finale of our episodically serial serial serial, serial modular series, uh, uh, the Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And so that'll, that'll be, and then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. You don't, here's a couple other things you do, but it's a podcast you don't need to listen to. As I said, you can kind of just listen to it and see how it goes. And it's also a sleep podcast. It's not really, I say the podcast to put you to sleep, but it's more to be here while you fall asleep, to keep your, keep you company, to walk at your side as you drift off into dreamland. Uh, so kind of see how it goes and, and, uh, yeah, just, just to see how it goes. It's, uh, it's here to help, but yeah, I was just thinking about that, a safe place setting. It, it, that's interesting, like a accidental juxtaposition of words that I came across. He said, Hmm, a safe place setting. You know, if you're a parent with young children, that might have one, uh, meaning to you is it means uh, a lot of plastic and round, rounded things. And maybe they have those new bibs. I think they've come out in the last few years. They're like a silicone bib with a trough in it. And the things they could do with the silicone stuff now, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I've seen it on a few kids. Usually they don't. when guests are over, people don't use them. I tell you what, if I'm a guest coming over, go ahead and pull it out. I, I like watching. I say, wow, that thing is, uh, I don't know, I just find it interesting. But that might be one thing that makes up a safe place setting. Some people with, uh, like, a parents of six kids, like my parents, might be a table that sets itself or is set by one of the children, ideally the oldest children, Andrew. Yeah, but not, like, uh, they, they say, oh, did you set the table? I don't really live in, my daughter and I, we don't really set the table. I mean, maybe because there's two of us, uh, this would be maybe this is our version of a safe place setting. Usually, uh, uh, because usually, like, we'll have a salad and then ideally we'll reuse the plates, uh, after the salad for, for our main, you know, our dinner. And I'll just, you know, uh, plate them and then bring the food over plated with a fork. Uh, or you say, well, keep your fork from the salad. And a lot of times, uh, mom, close your ears. We don't drink out of glasses or cups. We just drink straight out of uh, seltzer cans. Yeah, or sometimes we'll drink out of glasses. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we like uh, it's less complicated with the two of us place setting. Um, so I, but, uh, oh, so safe place setting. It just it thought of it, uh, like you say, well, this is a safe place setting. Come out and sit in. It sounds pretty nice to me. I'd eat, I'd eat there. Or I'd like to exist there. but So they used to have these things, I guess they still do, called placemats. I guess they still have them, because uh, I know Ikea sells them, like rollout ones. That's more of like, it, it seems like a plate guard or something. Like that's something you up, like you put your stuff on, it makes your table look nicer. And I guess maybe it catches some crumbs. And then some restaurants will still have placemats. Usually everyone will get one, and it'll be kind of like an advertisement for the restaurant or if it's like a tourist area for local businesses. And it's paper, and maybe it catches, you know, if you drop some spaghetti on it or something. You know, not that I've done that 8,000 times. But it felt like when I was a kid, placemats were a really big deal. Or at least, like, usually the ones I'm picturing in my mind were made from laminated stuff. Uh, so I guess they weren't that big a deal. 
and they would have designs. I'm trying to think. I know I, I, I've thought more about At some point, I was pondering placemats. Yeah, but those, like, uh, brain cells seem to have flittered away. I said, where's the placemat material? I thought we had a few minutes of placemat so we could talk about. And I guess it's, like, good if you have a tablecloth and a placemat, uh, then you have, uh, you got double coverage. Now, my house growing up, I think we had, I want to say we had two different kitchen tables. We ate in the kitchen, and there were six kids and two adults. And we, like, so three kids on each side of the table, we had benches. And I remember we had a good kitchen table that was, like, whatever, like, coating, like, it, uh, whatever it was, it also had a plastic coating on it. Not, uh, like, in a really easy way. Like, just like if you had a restaurant, they say, okay, get the sponge and wipe that thing off. Uh, I think, in picturing it was, like, a kind of tan with metal legs. But then I want to say at one point we changed over to something a little bit of a darker wood, but that still was very well laminated or whatever they call it, finished uh, or lacquered, uh, so that it was easy to wipe off. And we never, I don't think we used a tablecloth with six kids, but sometimes we did have placemats. I mean, I really should have a permanent placemat in it because then you say, okay, well, that'll do something, and then the tablecloth will do something too. And ideally, this show is a bit like a placemat, like it catches, like like a filtering placemat. We say, okay, well, let, you know, let some of those extra thoughts kind of spill out here. This one has absorbent material, so you could say, okay, I'm thinking about this. Okay, we got room here. Okay, you put too much milk in that bowl, no problem. Got that covered. Okay, yeah, you're you're losing a meatball. Got it. I got it. Uh, Oh, is that bone broth? Uh, oh, it's a vegetable broth. Lovely color there. Oh, yeah, no worries about spilling it. I got it. I'm a placemat. I'm a little placemat, uh, uh, thin and flat. Uh, here, are, I'm a rectangle. I'm also a mat. Uh, uh, when you go and spill something, I'll catch that. How you doing? I'm your placemat. So that's a placemat song or something. I don't know. But, it, like, uh, please meet you. What if that was your placemat? That would be pretty handy, actually. Not a sentient placemat, but a placemat that, you know, gave you some, you say, well, I've got a lot of uh, unresolved emotional needs or unrequited ones. And uh, I'd, like them to, I'd like a placemat that could meet some of those emotional needs. You say, okay, sir. I think you're in the wrong store. And I say, well, I thought you were in Switzerland or Sweden or something. I thought that was a more advanced uh, uh, thing. You know, don't, you don't, what do you mean you don't have placemats? I say, hey, how you doing? That would be it. I'm not talking about major needs. You know, just say, well, I had a tough day today, eh? Tell me more. And then maybe uh, some passive listening. Tell me about your day. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, hmm. I could sell you this idea totally. Uh, oof, that sounds tough. Oh, not again. Well, you're doing the best you can, right? Uh, but that doesn't, you know, that, that maybe that. Uh, looking good would be another one. I'm with you, even though that would be figured if the placement said, get out there, I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm the wind at your back. I'm the placement at your table. Maybe singing, like you could turn that on or off, like some pleasant humming, you know, a placemat that does that kind of stuff. Maybe sings that placemat song. That would be more for a baby or a, a podcaster. That, uh, But uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about placemats. And I guess this podcast tries to be that at bedtime. So I say, hey, it is tough. I'm not even joking. And... I know what it's like not to be able to sleep and to toss and turn. And I'd like to help with a little bit of silliness and a little bit of friendship. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. Uh, like I said, it doesn't work for everybody, so see how it goes for you. Uh, but I'll be here. So so I'll be here for an hour if you need me. So fall asleep at your leisure. If you're new, give it a few tries. But I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you coming by. 
And I work very hard and I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks. All right, everybody. We're here with our uh, final episode of our serial, uh, somewhat serial, episodically modular series, uh, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles. Uh, the tale of a freestyle soda machine named Stan and his sidekick Scooter, who uh, grappled with this cloud of delusion surrounding Earth throughout seasons one and two in different ways. And you can catch up on that. Basically, Earth was surrounded by a cloud of delusion, separating it from Earth and outer space. A little bit in the future when, you know, outer space stuff is going on, hanging with the people of other universes. Suddenly, it's interrupted by an impenetrable cloud of delusion. No one knew why until last episode, which we still kind of say, hmm, I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, but it ended up, it was a, a shielding Earth uh, uh, from a fleet of spaceships from another uh, galaxy or something. We'll find out more in a minute. And in the most recent episode, Scooter and Stan working together uh, with uh, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, uh, found a way to uh, get rid of the cloud of delusion, uh, to compact it into small slushy clouds of delusion, more like slush balls, not even clouds, uh, and they said, at first they said, well, great, we cleared up this cloud of delusion. Let's get it all packed up and put away. And good news, Earth and space are once again united. And then they found out about this fleet that said, hey, like uh, and a passenger on the ship said, well, that was all there to uh, keep that fleet off Earth. Uh, so oopsie poo, but, our, you know, our heroes, uh, Stan and also a sidekick Scooter, we'll be trying to figure it out here. And here is our my hero, and a lot of people's hero, and the Holly because he drives all the way from Los Angeles through multiple layers of traffic for free, actually negative free, right? He's nodding his head because he pays for his own. Oh, do you do you have one of those electric cars? I know I'm not supposed to answer that. I, I was just giving you a hard time. I know you do. It may like. Uh, you're you're my supercharger, you know that. He puts the super in a supercharger uh, in my heart. He supercharges my heart and the beginning of these tales. Uh, Mister Antonio Banderas uh, is the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of the Sten Chronicles. Nuns and space. Goodbye, Stan. I'm going to miss you. And Scooter, I'll see you soon. An audience, thank you for being my friend. Nuns in space. Hey, thanks. Can we play? Do you think we could play a game of Munchkin in about an hour and 25 minutes if you don't move again? Oh, my friend, I wouldn't miss it for the world. What about for like Khan or something like that? You ever think about taking me? Do you, do you have a yacht that I could hang on with you? Uh, let's uh, stick to Munchkin in your kitchen. Okay, that's Antonio Banderas, everybody. Nuns in Space of Sand Chronicles. Hey, Pen Pal, it's me, Stan. Uh, good news, great news, Pen Pal. Or, or good news, uh, uh, challenging news, Pen Pal. Um, so Earth is really happy about uh, the cloud of delusion being gone and really excited, so they know about it now. They also know about the fleet coming, and they don't seem, uh, they don't seem to believe it, Pen Pal, at all. And Scooter said, well, you should be able to pick it up uh, pretty soon, you know, because Earth's atmosphere, I said, they, I said, don't you have any satellites that could tell you that? And I think even some of the beings visiting were trying to say to Earth's officials, hey, this is important. And I, if you, Scooter says it's something to do with the ice cream barons on Earth, he thinks, uh, because uh, it looks like these uh, be, be, this fleet is really uh, Earth's rival. And they said, well, you have ice, we want to be the only ice cream business. Also, the industrial complex with the military thing, too. But primarily, they're worried about the, uh, the, the you know, the, the ice cream business. And so I thought I'd look over the notes this scooter gave me to look over, Pen Pal, just to kind of uh, get everything straight. Like creativity, 
because I don't know, Ben Pal. It says creativity equals faith, giving up control, illusion of control. That's like the Earth's illusion, roadblocks, uh, confusion, uh, feeling down, feeling mad. I don't know. I think that might be Scooter wrote that. I don't know if he, what he doesn't know. I mean, I do know a lot of that he doesn't know. Inner dream. Yeah, faith to trust it, normally naturally resistant to its mystery, pen pal. Uh, uh, something, oh, sometimes these things need to gestate. Uh, dark inner core, circle or core of consciousness, drips and drops, pen pal. I don't know if any of this will help. A bit. process of surrender, not control. Mystery, surrender to the mystery, pen pal, like baking bread. Like Joseph does that. He likes to bake bread. Uh, escape philosophy, velocity scooter uh, versus nemesis, uh, wet blankets, cold water. You got to watch out for those. Unless you need a wet blanket, pen pal. Uh, stealing intuition, escape velocity, shield of self-determination. Uh but people are going to try to be obstacles. Uh, set your goals and boundaries. Resistance, grouchiness, and uh, being afraid. Hidden. Procrastination is a sign of hidden fear, Prem Pen Pal. Uh, go back to the core negative beliefs of week one. Uh, mend any mending. Water the plants. Oh, boy. But worries, fears, resentment, dreams, and hopes in a jar for good. Oh, for uh, your higher power uh, to get them. Let's see. Here's one. How, pen pal. H for honesty. What do you, what do you want to do or make? Uh, openness. O-O. Open-minded. Or what are you willing to try? In willing, what are you willing to do? How? Yeah, pen pal, I feel like this because I, I, I relate to what it's saying. I mean, I guess because I've been working in this so long. Because I had a lot of doubt after everything with Scooter, and I'm try, I've been trying to be a positive and make a good choices, pen pal. But uh, then I found myself doubting everything, like understanding all of this uh, faith and, and hope and belief and saying, well... As much as Scooter wants to help me, he's not the best at always modeling those things. So I say, well, how am I supposed to believe it? And I can't force a Scooter to, and I can't really override my programming. But then I said, wait a second, Stan. What if you, you know, keep working at it, buddy? What would, you, would you tell Scooter he can't override his programming? Well, maybe pen pal, but... Uh, and then I found something inside me, pen pal. And I mean the inside me in the greater sense. I found a room, or I made a room. And inside that room, I built a house. And that house was a beautiful country house. It was a cottage, I guess more. Pen pal, can I restate that? I think it was a cottage and not a house. And it had a gate and a place for animals to graze in a yard, in a view of the mountains. There were some goats there, a stream not far off, and I brought my doubt there, a pen pal. And I said, why don't you live here? It's nice here, and you could have all your doubts. There's plenty of room here for all of them, a doubtful stan. And I'm not taking you here in a banishment sense. I'm just giving you more room to doubt. And maybe you could look at that mountain and say, I don't, I don't, I doubt if you're there or do I? So you have plenty of room to do that and figure out the, the, the whatever, the, the small, the good orderly direction thing. Uh, how? I didn't even realize. I said, well, be open minded. Are you willing to just sit here? And enjoy yourself with your doubts. You even have a mantle. How would you do? Kind of like Scooter treated me in some sense. They said, what are you going to put on your mantle, doubt? Well, I doubt that mantle would hold. I said, oh, okay, doubt it would hold anything. Interesting. And they said, don't worry, I'll come visit you in the morning. And, oh, so here comes Scooter. Okay. Uh, oh, hi, Scooter. Stan. Ugh. 
just got off the, uh, uh, I guess, Stan, can you sit down? Uh, Scooter, I can. I can. I will. Okay. Well, uh, so Earth, you know, they were denying stuff, and I was trying to call and get through. And I know you told me to Scooter, give him some time. And I was trying to give different leaders time. And then I was saying, well, what do you think, you know, what's the plan? If this is, Because at this point they spotted the fleets. And they said, don't worry, we got this covered. We're Earth. We, you know, we stick to it. We will pull up our boats. We strap our boats. Scooter, I know they were really sticking to those, uh, whatever they call it, individual, collective individualism or whatever it is, Scooter. Yeah, and they were making quotes and stuff. Uh, and they said, we're going to have a parade for the fleet to see, you know, our M-I-G-H-T, flex our biceps. And I guess the fleet has some super, you know, it's very technologically advanced to stand. Okay, Scooter, so what are you saying? I'm saying that uh, all that stuff they're going to roll out across Earth, uh, kind of preemptively, it's gone. Like, uh, they don't exactly know the technology, uh, but uh, everything on Earth used to for, uh, you know, like that kind of purpose uh, is gone. Scooter, you're saying in any, uh, you, Scooter, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, like all water sprayers or things like water sprayers where you would squirt someone with a stream of water uh, by pulling at a button. But anything like that is gone on Earth. They're gone. Vap- vanished or vaporized. I don't know. Scooter, that's uh, that's not a, that's interesting. So what does Earth say about about it now? Uh, they said it's good. They said, "Well, it's good. We've, it's what we've always wanted here on Earth. Uh, we'll figure it out." Uh, they said that probably means they're just going to come. They, they're still in delusion. Uh, well, Scooter, are you sure you're not in delusion? Well, yeah, because they said, "Can you contact the fleet, please, and just work it out?" And they said, uh, "No," because they, they're making demand. They said they they said uh, they're not making demands. I guess. And then I said, well, what do you think about making an offer? Like, uh, hey, come on, we take over the ice cream business at least uh, in exchange for Earth and everybody, you know, all of Earth stuff. And they didn't seem to care. I mean, they might not have just cared for me. Uh, but they said, well, we get it. this is great. Don't worry about it. A scooter, it could just be a holdover from the cloud of delusion. You know, this might not be Earth's natural way of dealing with things stan come on uh, but, but it could be but we don't we don't have time anyway for people's heads to clear and then other people said i'm busy i don't have time to worry about a fleet coming in whether it's real or not uh and they said no no it is like it it is real like you don't think did you remember the cloud of delusion that was there until five minutes ago i said that to the i think it was the, it was the president of earth it was their title Oh, Scooter, you did you did say that? Probably not that calmly either, huh, Scooter? Yeah, no. And then they said, you know what? All the planets, will, you know, they said, don't worry. We have friends everywhere. They're going to protect the ice cream and every. They said, you're worrying too much. Uh, aren't you just a harbor pilot? And then they hung up. Uh, so, so I don't think we're going to get any compromises or... Um, and then I was trying to reach out to other planets, which, you know, most of the planets we've been to, they don't speak to me. And the other planets said, uh, I mean, it's it, actually, they said no one's good. Bottom line, they said this fleet is the most advanced ever. And also they said, what if we, like, we can't afford to lose ice cream? And they said, it's not that big a deal. Earth's a new discovery anyway. The main things we liked about it also exist on this other planet. And the people, like, on that planet, like, uh, so then I, try, I was trying to, like, sweeten the deal. I was trying everything. I, I said, uh, I, 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 I said, well, come on, why can't you just listen? Let's just do something here. Uh, Scooter, I, I was uh, I, I was thinking, I, I don't totally understand Raybon's uh, motivation scooter okay stan well i think i do i think that raybon was playing uh 
as far as I could tell, I had them look into that actually, and it seems like Raybon was uh, playing like both sides, like his uh, keeping her uh, and being paid by some unknown uh, group. Probably the ice cream barons on Earth knew about this all along. And he was saving this other galaxy or whatever by saying, hey, we'll get rid of, we'll take Earth out of the ice cream game. Any ice cream they do get off planet, it's going to be incredibly price prohibitive. Because uh, they said, well, we'll just come and Raybon said, I'll make it easy on you. I'll take Earth out of the ice cream game, you know, inner universal, inner stellar ice cream game. Okay, Scooter, that makes sense. Uh, Raybon was, no, no, the Raybon was backed by somebody, but we don't know. I, I, we, we can't get distracted by that stand. No offense, but uh, uh, focus on, okay, Scooter, what are our options then? Let's go through our options. Okay, well, we've looked at every way, right? You've been looking at ways we could restore the cloud, right, Stan? Right, Scooter, that's just not possible in the time we have, in the technology, and also some of the overwriting we did. I don't think we, Scooter, we can't restore the cloud in the time we need to. And I'm not even sure if we invested all that energy, if it would be impenetrable. So what if we spent all, it just doesn't seem like a good use of our time. Okay, and what about my idea of lobbing slush balls, the the balls of uh, a delusion at the fleet? Hey, Scooter, we ran some tests, and uh, even if you were very accurate, Scooter, it still wouldn't. It's a big fleet, so it wouldn't. Uh, it, you say, well, it still it still wouldn't do do what we needed to do, Scooter. Uh, here, how about this, Stan? We'll go talk to Raybon, and. Like pretend, like like with the assumption I'm right, and see if we could use that uh, to get any ideas out of Raybon. Okay, Scooter, Pen Pal, we'll be right back. Uh, hey, Pen Pal, it's me, it's me and Stan are in the middle of a d- discussion. Sorry, uh, Stan, I don't, Scooter, I don't like Rayban's idea. Okay, well here. It's it's really like uh, it's a it, Raybon says it'll work, even we just r- r- use the uh, Cali Drogo uh, and upload that into the cloud. Use the cloud bots as a uh, one operating system within each other, and the Cali Drogo was controlling it, it, it like it was always a backup anyway. So it'll have the power to control it. Uh, and then we can rewrite it, and that Rayban's plan will work. Scooter, I just think you can. can are there any, any other ideas you have, Scooter? I mean, I have one other idea, Stan, that we could try. That it may work, uh, but it's usually a typical idea, so I don't know if it will. Okay, Scooter, what's that? What's well, a delu? You know, old-fashioned delusion. Scooter, scooter, I don't know, like what I'm good at. So, uh, get a hold of, see if you can get a hold of fleets. And we're going to do a little, we'll, uh, even though Earth won't compromise, we could compromise on Earth's behalf without permission. And if we get it figured out, then it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, scooter, just like you, this is how you solve every problem, kind of. Right. So we'll be ice cream barons. We'll be Ben and Jerry. And we'll call the fleet on behalf of the ice cream barons of Earth. Hopefully they haven't connected uh, by uh, maybe just do audio only. Scooter, I love this idea. Scooter, what's a Ben and Jerry? It's uh, Ben, Ben, Ben and Jerry, not Bending Jerry or whatever you said. They're like two of the ice cream uh, barons. I'll do the talking stand. All you got to do is say like, yeah, man, uh, totally. Like, uh. I'll be Ben, you be Jerry. Yeah, because they they were like I think they were part of the consolidation. They may be like a, a ice cream oligarchs at this point, and they may be behind this whole cloud. As do you got a hold of the fleet stand, Scooter? I do. Uh, Scooter, it just says yeah, man. Doesn't sound like the kind of thing an ice cream baron would say. What's well, Jerry? Just just trust me, Stan. Okay, Scooter, I'm patching you through. Scooter, just with the audio connection, and uh, okay, go Scooter, go ahead. A hey, greeting, greetings, uh, 
This is uh, Ben and Ben and Jer- Ben and Jerry calling. I'm here with Jerry. We're calling on behalf of Earth and the ice cream businesses of Earth. Best greetings to you, uh, fellow creamers of ice and icers of cream. Yeah, with all humbleness, uh, we're, we're reaching out uh, uh, to uh, to to uh, uh, one second, please. Scooter, sorry, I was distracting you. What are you doing? I'm churning ice cream and scooping it like an ice cream symbol. Scooter, they can't see you, though. Okay. Oh, Scooter, they're uh, they're sending a message back. They don't want to. Okay, just patch me through one more time. Uh, sorry about that, great, great, great ones. Uh, before you come to Earth, I had an offer because we had heard you wanted to get get rid. Can you respond, to, uh, Scooter? They won't respond auditorily. Okay. Uh, I was just wondering if we could offer you a compromise here on Earth. We have ice cream production and distribution ready to go. And we'd be willing to, to do a corporate takeover or, you know, you could take over the ice cream businesses of Earth and use Earth as an outpost for your colonization of creams or whatever you're up to. Uh, production, uh, distribution, and we won't stand in your way for that if you just let let us, uh, we'll keep out of your business and you could conduct your business here. And then just let us go about the rest of our businesses here on Earth. Uh, and then you don't have to expend any more energy. We could even do an exchange of production methods and flavorings and things so we could compare notes. Or you could, you know, you could just take. We, we don't need to give. We will give you that in exchange uh, for, you know, keeping the rest of Earth off the big farm and letting us, uh, you know, we have other stuff. And we could work together. Instead of you just coming and saying uh, goodbye to us, uh, it doesn't seem to make sense. It's a perfectly good distribution point uh, for your goods and services. Scooter, uh, Scooter, they hung up. You can stop pretending you're Ben. Okay, are they responding? Scooter, they are by uh, type. Uh, they said, uh, great idea. Oh, good, Stan. Uh, Scooter says, thank you for the offer. Okay, that's good, Stan. Does it say, is it also like a telegraph? Scooter, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, 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 they said, okay, instead of uh, taking out Earth and sending it to the big farm, uh, oh boy, Scooter, uh, what is it, Stan? Uh, they said they'll, they'll just, uh, 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 oh boy, Scooter, I got to sit down again. Okay, let me read it. Oh boy, pen pal. Uh, so yeah, instead of, uh, they're going to leave Earth intact uh, without the, uh, but take the Earthlings, uh, and send everybody to the big farm. Scooter, you Scooter, at least you saved uh, everything else, you know, the planet and all that. Yes, yeah, Pen Pal, I'll be right back. I got to sit down too. Hey, Pen Pal. Sco- Pen Pal, Scooter didn't make anything worse, Scooter. You made it better. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Stan, we got to go back to Raybon's idea then. It's the only option. Scooter, walk me through it again. Okay, we send this, we reprogram the bots, and uh, we can't restore the cloud. But Raybon said there is enough bots in the cloud, enough raw materials uh, to power the bots into the fleet. The, the bots are small enough, they'll make it through all of the fleets. This is the whole reason the cloud worked in the first place, Raybon said. And then instead of. Uh, uh, salvaging asteroids uh, to create the raw materials for the cloud. Uh, the bots can just uh, salvage all of the ships in the fleet. And, and uh, uh, Rayban said there's really nothing uh, the fleet will be able to do about it. Scooter, so uh, override, use Cali Drogo, my true love, and override the ship's computer, override and reprogram the bots, and uh, then have them salvage the fleet while it's in motion towards Earth. Right, Stan. And salvage it into what? We'll just more salvage it, more uh, take it apart molecule by molecule, Stan. In Scooter, what about all the passive? Are these robotic ships? Well, Stan, you know the answer. We just thought, no, I I believe they're uh, Scooter. Yeah, that's what Raybon said. These are 
beings a bit like you, a bit like humans. Yeah, I think they may be a lot like humans, unfortunately. Uh, Scooter, no, I, Scooter, I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fly all the bots into the fleet using Cali Drogo, who doesn't have a choice because they're, I have power over them, and send them to the fleet to, 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 to send the entire fleet to the big farm. Yeah, Stan, uh, I figured you would say that, but uh, Scooter, what would Spudgy say about this? You know, what's Spudgy going to say about, you know, you, we, we work together with Spudgy. Didn't we learn a lesson there, Scooter? Yeah, Stan, that was just as spudgy, though. That was a little different, and this is all of uh, everybody on Earth to the big farm. Pen pal, pen pals, pals. It's, it's my job to save Earth, Stan. Our job. Scooter, you're going to save the Earth like that? I don't see. Scooter, I just don't. I don't. I don't. Stan, it's our only option, really. Scooter, really, is it really our only option that I know of uh, that will work? This one's going to work. Uh, Scooter, what happened to the idea of using love? Uh, is this, w- w- Scooter, have you been doing your morning pages? No, Stan, I've been too, I've been too, think- I've been thinking too much. I mean, I've had to figure all this out. Uh, so, Scooter, what happened? Stan, it just just has to be done. And listen, I thought about it already. And you don't have to be a part of it, Stan. That's the thing. I'm going to give you an option out. Scooter, I don't have a choice in this matter. I I can't say yes, I don't think. Right, but I uh, I still have override protocols, and I could put your consciousness into sleep mode and override the rest of your systems scooter it's just saying it's just something then scooter i don't know if we could still be friends after that well stan you'll be like in sleep mode stan you'll understand when we see when earth is okay i think when you see the big picture you'll totally understand scooter you you're not seeing the big picture now, Stan, you, you act like I have a choice in this. Uh, okay, Scooter, hold on one second, okay? You've taught me to, to, to embrace the process, Scooter, and the work of the process. And I've done that. And I think you've you got to take a leap of faith, Scooter. This is it. We're on the trail still. And I think you need to jump over to me, and I'm going to catch you. I'm standing over here, and yeah, there's a scooter. There's a big abyss. Uh, you're standing on the other side of it. And I'm telling you, if you jump into my arms, it'll be okay. Okay, okay Stan, keep going, because it's going to take a little more talking. Scooter, you're the one that taught me to jump and leap over here. I wouldn't be over here if it wasn't for you and your help. So why am I over here other than to catch you? Okay, that's helping, Stan. That's helping. Scooter, it's like some days I help you, some days you help me, right? Maybe today's the day I help you. And we walked a path for a little while together. You know, you've reassured me when it hasn't been easy. And when I didn't think it would work, and it did. You were there, Scooter. And I think I've done the same for you. None of this is easy. So what I'm going to do, Scooter, is I'm going to come over there. Do Would you prefer if I jump with you or I catch you? Well, if we're really jumping, I'd prefer to jump towards you because jumping with a freestyle soda machine, it feels like your, your moment, you know, it couldn't, it feels like, uh, oh, Scooter, I understand. You're also you're trying to diffuse things with humor. And Scooter, here's the thing. If you jump to me, I'm confident this will work. I don't even know what'll work, Scooter, but I'm confident. I have faith. Uh, I have doubts inside me, Scooter, but they live on a country, you know, in a, a comfortable place. If you jump in my arms, and it doesn't work, then you can go ahead and do do what you need to do, Scooter. And I won't be happy about it, but I guess I'll live with it, uh, or I'll find a way to live with it, Scooter. You just remember before you jump, Scooter. How uh, honest? What do you want? Do you want to solve things? Openness. 
you know, what are, are you open to other options and are you willing to jump into my arms? Okay, Stan, I'm jumping into your arms. Uh, where, where where do we start? And now that I'm here on this scooter, that feels good. Let's hold each other for a second. It does feel good, Stan. Uh, again, I think we, I said I love you before, but I, I yeah, thank you for being a good friend. Okay, Scooter, let's get to work. Let's talk about our core negative beliefs. Uh, Scooter, but let's do it as outsiders. I'll talk about yours and you talk about mine, maybe. Might be easier. Well, Stan, go for it. Well, I'm Scooter, and my core negative belief is that uh, it's a D-O-O-M, or that I'm D-O-O-M'd, and anything I touch it, it does that too. And that means that, you know, Maybe I should just be out by myself somewhere. Okay, that's uh, pretty good. Okay, I'm staying. And, you know, I'm just a thing. I'm not a being. Uh, that's it. I'm just a bot. I'm nothing more. Well, Scooter, that hit home. Okay, Scooter, now it's time to do affirmations. I'm going to do an affirmation for you. And it might not be perfect, but I'm Scooter, and I can do my best. Sometimes I... uh Imagine uh, I have to be perfect or I see outcomes uh, and they seem very real. And uh, uh, reality kind of bends of what's going to happen. And I overinflate things and my part in things. And I see like it that it, all of this is caused by just my actions when it's because of many different actions coming together at once. And I only play a small part in it. And I'm still doing my best. Uh, and a lot of it's out of my control. Okay, that's pretty... <laughs> uh, thanks, Stan. That was a nice affirmation. I'm Stan, and I, I deeply desire to be a being and have a journey in a history that is mine and not someone else's. And I deserve that. Oh, Scooter, Scooter, that's good. Uh, sco sco scooter, can you, can we keep going? Yeah, Stan, you know, you deserve boyhood. You deserve your life, uh, childhood dreams, ups and downs, uh, to walk your own path. You've earned it, and you, you don't even need to earn it. You just deserve it by being. And you're a friend that believes in things, and... Uh, you have friends that believe in you, that you deserve that, and I'm honored to help you uh, help you continue on that path. Scooter, that's powerful. And I want to tell you, Scooter, nobody's perfect, and no one needs to be perfect, Scooter, uh, to be loved. And I've always loved you very much, uh, and I haven't accepted you or tolerated you, except, I mean, your behavior sometimes, Scooter, but you uh, have loved being your friend, uh, Scooter, as I, we said that earlier, but that was in the moment of catching and leaping, that I love you. I, lo I love you too, Stan. So let's see if we could do our best then. Scooter, yes, okay. So let's take this method. Like, Scooter, you know how Com Commander Bricard figures out problems by talking them out with his staff? I forget what he would say, but he would be something like, okay, let's talk about the ideas here, people, and uh, what have you got or something. And then we do the associative thing, Scooter. Okay, Stan, what's our current situation? Okay, Scooter, Earth's about to be sent to, all the beings on Earth are going to be sent to the big farm by the fleet coming in. Because of your intervention, you did save all the cows and everything like that and trees. Okay. Scooter, you you did your best there, and you saved. Uh, okay, the, okay. The physical planet Earth is safe, but the beings there are in a bit of trouble. Right, correct, Scooter. And we want to stop that. And what's the, what's causing that? A scooter by a fleet heading this way that seems to be super powered. Okay. And we need Scooter. We need to stop them. Okay, tell me more. Scooter, Scooter, the advancements on the fleet, the only thing we know of uh, that could stop them is uh, microscopic uh, uh, salvage bots that could that have been, we, we know about all this already, Scooter. 
Okay, so ju- oh, they're, they're invulnerable except to our cl- the creators of the cloud of delusion and maintainers of the cloud of delusion, which we took from the cloud and made into giant slush balls, slush droids. Uh, it kind of shrunk them up, and we can't restore the cloud. So that was a mistake we made getting rid of the cloud, but there was a scooter, there was, you know, scooter, there was no way for us to know that. And, uh, we couldn't, we can't toss slush balls at the ship to get rid of them. And I uh, scooter, another thing I'm sure you thought of was, could Spudgy the whale do anything? But no, not all those ships. Uh, and, uh, so right now, scooter, our best option is to salvage all the ships, but then, uh, that would mean that everybody on those fleets would go to the big farm, which to me doesn't seem, it seems like we should explore solutions until, right, Scooter? Right, Stan, we've leaped and we're trying. And we're trying to, Scooter, overinflate, you said the word overinflate. And that's stuck in my head now. Okay, that's good. Uh, when did, which Scooter, right between thoughts, I said overinflate. Well, Scooter, actually, it was wor- worries, not thoughts. Okay, overinflate. Uh, ego is what I think. Scooter, I am. A delusional a pen pal, Scooter. That's what I think of when you say that. Okay, I love uh, Scooter Cali Drogo. Uh, overinflate. A sticky word, Scooter. Uh, sticky buns. Scooter, like you say, sometimes you say, remember when you say you have sticky buns? No, stinky buns, actually, but uh, Stan, Stan, are you diffusing things with humor? Sticky. Sticky. Uh, Scooter, remember you would do the cabaret show. I thought you were singing sticky buns when you would pretend you were a cabaret singer. I was just remembering that. That's sticky. Scooter, that's sticky for me, you being a cabaret singer. Okay, so sticky, overinflated, and sticky. Stan, what do we? What do you have? Scooter, let's. Uh, well, the slush ball. The scooter, the slush balls. A scooter, we could. Oh, scooter, this is a scooter. Overinflate the slush balls into small clouds. Okay, but then the ships would just fly right through them. A scooter, sticky, 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 overinflated. Okay, could we could we inflate the clouds in a Venn diagram like pattern, like a sphere a sphere of Venn diagrams, so there's overlapping everywhere? Scooter, I think we can. Oh, Scooter, let me start having a good processing on, on the ship's computer too. And uh, instead of having them salvage the ships entirely, what if they just uh, salvage like a microscopic, like barely, like start. Connect to the ships like they're sticky. The cloud, like they stick to the ship. Scooter, oh, scooter. So the cloud would be attached to the ship in some way. I mean, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way to do magnet? You know, magnets and interconnectedness. Scooter, there is. Uh, but how would the so, so we would just have we would overinflate the slush balls and reprogram them to fly and catch on to all the ships in the fleet. I mean, right, they should be powerful enough uh, that we just, instead of having enough space to cover Earth, we just have to have enough space to cover the fleet. Okay, Scooter, the computer's saying that is possible. Scooter, but what if the fleet just keeps flying or something or tries to shake, uh, what do we do then, Scooter? What if if the cloud is a part of the fleet, uh, yeah, then they would, what if they don't know either, Stan? The scooter, I don't understand. Like, what if we do a, what if we have a freestyle soda machine, do a laser light show in front of the fleet, like as bright as it can be, in a way that they say, what is that brightness? Is this some sort of, a, you know, ripple in time, you know, time, space, rip or ripple? And then we uh, cover them in the delusion. Uh, but uh, like we have, we'll, we'll stay with the, we'll stay with the fleet, me and you. 
and maintain it around the fleets. Scooter, what do you mean? Like, they'll fly into this laser light show, and they'll say, huh, what was that? Nothing, no readings except for a freestyle soda machine with LED lights. Then they'll fly into the cloud, which they won't even know. And uh, maybe we could try to trigger something that says, hey, everybody go to bed. I don't know about that part, Stan. Maybe I'll have to, maybe I'll have to help with that. Uh, but then we lead them through, like, uh, find a way to lead the fleet through space, time, like, away from Earth, uh, and away from everything. Everybody on the fleet is fine, a bit delusional, but we could work on that. We did it here. Uh, but I think it would need us uh, to, to, to make it work so we wouldn't get to go back to Earth. Sorry, Pen Pal, if you're listening to this. And we could send... Uh, I guess we could send Cali Drogo, the ship, uh, and everybody on the ship back to Earth. We'd still need kind of a crew. Scooter, what about the nuns from your childhood? What about them? Scooter, they were on a mission. Could we combine? Remember, they were looking for the lost ship. Maybe we could find, we, we haven't found their ship yet. What you, okay. So we'll go look for their lost ship, a leading I guess that would give us something to do while we lead to this cloud of delusion, an entire fleet in a cloud of delusion. Scooter, you're right. This is a great idea. Uh, I think, and they'll need our help. They'll say, hey, uh, I don't know what we'll do. Maybe we could just talk them into going to bed. Yeah, I think we could do that. I could do like some sort of shared delusion thing where I say, time for, you know, super sleep. Uh, Everybody go to sleep. Oh, Scooter, that's making me tired. That's good. Yeah, that was, I just pretended I was a train driver at, like, a Disney park. All aboard the sleep train. Scooter, Scooter, that's very good. Very good. So, I guess, uh, we could, I guess we could take our, what was the name of that old ship we had? It was in Nashledno or something? Scooter, I think it was Scooter Nantucket. No, no, strong. Scooter, I know you like that other ship, the shiny one. Oh, the ship I've been calling Trillion? Yeah, Scooter, why don't we just take that ship? It's very shiny and fast and big. And it has a hot tub and a sauna in an oil bath. Oh, we could take that ship? Stan, I kind of have, you know, it's weird. You were in love with Cali Drogo. I think I have feelings for Trillion, the spaceship. Well, Scooter, you named the ship, though. Right. Scooter, also, you're or- organic being. Okay, so, but so, uh, so that's it. We'll save Earth. I think we have our plan to save Earth and stay together. And the process, you really made it work, Stan. I'm proud of you. Uh, and I guess on this adventure, I don't know, maybe it could be part of your growing up too, even though you're pretty grown up. You know, I've really grown up these past 12 weeks, Stan. Scooter, it's felt like 12 years with you. Really, and your humor's grown up too. Actually, stayed the same, but uh, Scooter, I, I do, I do mean it. I love you. I love you too, Stan. And uh, let's give each other a hug, and then let's uh, save Earth and uh, send everybody back, uh, except for the nuns, which will put put them in sleep mode. Please, Scooter, that sounds great. We'll get on Trillion and we'll get it done. Okay, Pen Pal, I'm sorry, and I, I'm sending my love to you too. And Stan and I are off. Uh, to save things, I'm sure this leap of faith will work, and uh, maybe soon, you know, I'll be busy for a little while, but I'm getting this sorted out with this whole fleet of stuff, uh, but I'll be back in touch soon. Uh, I hope you're hearing this, and I hope you feel comforted. Uh, good night, Pen Pal. Uh, I want to thank everybody who became a patron. Uh, Heidi, Brunt, and Daniel, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Virginia, Jordan, and Matt, uh, thank you, thanks, 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 and good night. Andrew, Darby, and John, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sarah Parker and Rebecca, thanks, thanks, and good night. No, it wasn't Sarah Jessica and Parker, which would have been funny. Uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Joe, Henry, and BB, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Ernie, Leslie, and Melanie, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Maura, Leroy, and Eleanor, thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kristen, 
Ken and Jesse. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again. Uh, Allie, Robin, and Robbie. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again. Uh, Robert, Sean, and Kiernan. Thanks. Thanks again. Uh, Shambri, Isolt, uh, Isolt, and Andrea. Thanks. Thanks again. Eleni, Francie, and Hogram. Thanks. Thanks again. Anne, Sage, and Lance, thanks, thanks, and good night. thanks, and good night. Andrew, Gale, and Countess, thanks, 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 and good night. Mark, Sophia, and Moby, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Amanda, Nicole, and Joe, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Jason and Zoe, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. And Phil and Patricia, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. Sleeping Me is brought to you mostly by our patrons at sleepingmepodcast.com slash patron and the people that support our sponsors. Uh, that's how we bring you the show. So thank you, everybody, that does that uh, on behalf of everybody. And uh, Sleeping Me is a proud member of Night Vale Presents over at uh, nightvalepresents.com. You can check out all their amazing shows. We're also a member of PRX. And you can check out all those shows at prx.org. And let me tuck you in here. Get comfy. Get cozy. Comfy, cozy. Or we queue up another episode if you need it. I'm here. I'm here to help. Uh, good night.